What's up, everybody? AJ here, going to break down the main event for this Saturday's UFC card between Michelle Waterson, the Crowdy Hottie, and Angela Overkill Hill. This fight is taking place at straw weights. Both ladies are taking, or uh, excuse me, are currently ranked in the top 15 of this very, very competitive weight class. I think that this weight class has a tremendous amount of talent. Uh, all the young ladies, 1 through 15 here, um, have a tremendous reputation. And I think that this bout is very compelling for the weight class. Uh, obviously, the main event headliner uh, for this bout, for this card rather, was originally Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira. But that bout, uh, to my knowledge, has been postponed to a later date, I believe in October. And as a result, we have this. This fight, despite the short notice of it being moved up from the co-main event to the main event, uh, it is five rounds instead of three. So uh, I think that is noteworthy as I'll get into uh, as it pertains to the matchup itself because uh, we've seen other short fruition, such as because of the short notice uh, that the fight, the, the headliner was three rounds instead of five. Same thing with Derek Brunson uh, versus Edmund Shabazian. So two extra rounds, it, it can make a difference in fights. Not every fight, it's not end all be all by any means, but I do think it is something to discuss. Nonetheless, which I'll get into uh, before getting into the matchup itself, uh, just wanted to bring to your attention uh, some different uh, flexible methods. You can listen to this uh, free main event breakdown, the breakdowns that I'll do kind of on the reg here. Um, you can find this content on Apple Podcasts, AJ's action-packed sports bets. Uh, that is the, the page. Same thing with Spotify, same deal, AJ's action-packed sports bets. So a couple different ways to, to listen to the podcast, bring your attention as I brought to my attention. That's, I guess, a more uh, accessible and convenient way uh, to listen to this, to the, listen to this content. Um, also, one other housekeeping item, I hired a uh, professional to uh, update the website I currently run. AJ's action pack sportsbest.com. I try to update it myself. I, I did update it myself uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I did that. I just, it, I feel like it could be a more user friendly. Uh, so that's why I hired a professional to uh, address that. And uh, I trust that it is being worked on well here. And uh, I'll keep everybody updated on when uh, the finish, the finishing touches have been made. Um, just want to, you know, do that be, to, to benefits. Uh, everybody involved. I think that the the presentation will be a lot better, a lot cleaner, and just more, uh, like I said, user-friendly uh, is the end goal there. Um, so with that said, let's get into the matchup itself. Currently, the odds are very competitive. I'm recording this here at 11, 12 a.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, September 12th, or excuse me, September 10th, rather. Um, Angela Hill, uh, currently sits as a slight favorite. Uh, the comeback on Waterson is plus 105 um, around there, depending on what book you look at. Waterson, the underdog. Hill, the favorite. Um, very intriguing matchup, I think. I think it's going to come down to ranges on the feet. And uh, I broke down other matchups like this in the past uh, where we have two good technical strikers, uh, but one fighter is much more likely to have success in, say, the boxing range than the kicking range. Similar to what I said about Hooker versus Poirier, uh, the longer fighter, um, the fighter that will have that that added um, layer of leverage at, at range uh, will be able to have success there, whereas the, the fighter uh, will, that will have exchanges up close in the boxing 
uh, due to their superior technique, power in this case, and volume, and the defensive susceptibilities of the, other, the opponent will benefit Hill here. So as I alluded, I do think that Hill is the better boxer. I think her her striking is overall uh, good technique-wise. It's fluid. Um, I definitely do think she will have success boxing against Michelle, who has shown in previous fights that if you are going to do some damage on the feet, um, the boxing exchanges are the way to go. Uh, get up close. Uh, we saw Carlos Barza have success in terms of the boxing exchanges. Uh, certainly, Ioanni and Jacek did as well. Uh, we've also seen Watterson hurt in fights in the past, such as uh, the Courtney Casey fights, Rose Nami Yunus, uh, Hill not known as a huge one-punch KO threat, but she did definitely knock down, uh, rocked Claudia Gedalia the last fight there. She was in in round two. She also uh, got a knockdown against Jessica Andrade. So I do think that Hill, all things considered, is the more threatening striker of the two. So if one fighter were to hurt the other in the striking exchanges, I do think it would come from Hill. Um, hurting uh, Watterson, then vice versa. Um, Watterson, I do think, will have success at kicking range. I just think that she's got the more varied tools on the feet. Uh, despite the fact that Hill is the longer fighter, um, Hill just doesn't really throw kicks. She's primarily just throws hands. Um, and that's fine. But uh, while these two are at kicking range, I actually think that despite being the the, the shorter fighter in terms of, of, of reach, um, just by a couple inches, not nothing too significant, uh, Watterson will have that advantage just due to her kicking game. Her kicking game is varied. Um, you know, the karate hottie, she has that background. And it's, it's very fast and effective. So I do think that while these two are at kicking range, it'll be Watterson uh, that will have more success uh, than Hill due to that uh, dynamic of just being able to throw kicks. Um, additionally, Watterson, she has the ability to switch stances. Um, I do think that just like Hill, she is a good technical striker. Uh, she utilizes some good feints. Uh, like I said, a lot of uh, karate-based fast kicks. Um, I'd say overall that Watterson has a more uh, varied striking attack due to the fact that she throws those kicks and actually does throw hands as well, despite the fact that I do think that Hill has the better boxing. I also think that Watterson showed good countering proficiencies um, in recent fights, like uh, against Carolina Kobalkovitz. Uh, so while I do favor Hill in terms of the boxing, I do think that Watterson could get her licks in as well. I also think she could have success kicking uh, Hill's leg, similar to how uh, Claudia Gedalia did. Um, so basically, uh, all things considered, I do think that these striking exchanges will be competitive, uh, though I will slightly favor uh, Watterson due to the more varied attack, uh, the countering proficiencies. And, you know, Hill is a woman who is comfortable kind of standing at range, and it makes sense because she's oftentimes the longer fighter in here. But in this particular matchup against Watterson, who has range-based uh, striking, those kicks, those karate kicks, I do think that we could see Watterson be more successful at kicking range than, say, uh, Hill had in the past with her length advantage. So I slightly, ever so slightly favor Watterson in terms of the striking, uh, though I do expect Hill to get the better of the boxing exchanges. It's just similar uh, to what I, you know, a little sneak peek, uh, what I talked about in my analysis for Justin Kish versus Sabina Mazu. Kish is, has the reach advantage or reach disadvantage and she's facing Sabina Mazo who will have more success at range due to her superior technique and length uh, and volume. And we've seen Kish uh, just like Hill, be comfortable standing um, at, at distance in terms of the striking exchanges. And those uh, exchanges will favor the fighter 
that is able to leverage uh, those range based, the range based striking threat. And in this case, I do think it's Watterson. And in that case, I do think it's Mazo. Um, so just a little um, comparable on the same card. Uh, it's not, you know, an apples to apples comparison, but just a, a slight comparison just in terms of like the overall range um, and effectiveness in that sense. In terms of the grappling, um, I don't think it'll actually be that compelling of uh, a facet of this fight. I do think that Andrew Hill's defensive grappling and defensive wrestling has improved tremendously uh, through the years. Um, ever since her loss to Randa Marcos, where she was taken down, had her guard passed, had her back taken, was submitted, her grappling defense has, I, I think, improved tremendously since. Um, she has been working with Wilson, Wilson Hayes, excuse me, who is a former UFC fighter, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Um, I do think that working with him um, and, and you know, also her other training partners has, has paid dividends. She's a hardworking woman in the gym. Um, and I really, we really saw that put on display uh, in the following fights. One of the following fights against Hannah Cyphers, where she actually initiated the grappling, took the fight to the ground, passed the guard, and actually got a ground and pound stoppage there. Um, and even against the Angio Nan, off her back, she was able to threaten uh, with a triangle choke there. And even in, in the Lomo, uh, the Loma, excuse me, fight, uh, she was uh, threatening Loma immediately with an armbar and triangle chokes uh, upon being taken to the ground. Um, I did think that her defensive wrestling and grappling looked looked solid against Claudia Gadelia, um, a high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Claudia took her down, but she largely just controlled her. Um, there wasn't anything really too significant going on there. Hill was able to, Hill got controlled for a bit, but she still made her way back to the feet uh, prior to the round being over. It wasn't like the ref, you know, had to intervene and, and stand him up. She was able to make her way back to the feet. Um, so all things considered, I think that Hill's grappling defense and overall defensive wrestling has improved um, ever since that Marcos loss. I really do think that that fired her up. Watterson, um, I do think she is the fighter to have more success of the two in terms of the wrestling and grappling. Um, I do think that her takedown game has actually improved through the years as well. Um, she started off, it's, it's well documented, you know, she started off mainly with like the head and arm throw, the judo throw, um, but actually has added in uh, good double leg attempts like she showed off against Ioani and Jacek. She's shown uh, single leg takedown ability. Uh, she actually had a good reactive takedown in round one against Ioana. Uh, she's shown some chain wrestling ability. And so that actually bodes well for her, I think. And I actually thought it was really quick and, and crafty how um, and effective, how proficient her scrambling ability looked against Ioana. She took Ioana's back in record time and was able to get both hooks in. Um, I have a picture of it here in my breakdown, just a little screenshot. It was just so impressive to see that. Uh, she did, Just like Angela Hill, she, she works hard. She trains at Jackson Wink with the likes of Holly Holm, John Jones, other very talented fighters as well. Um, so that all bolts well for her. Um, despite the fact that I do think Hill's defensive wrestling and grappling is improving, I still do think that you could take her down um, from the clinch, from from uh, trip takedowns like she showed like uh, in the Loma fights. Um, she doesn't have, I'd say, the most ideal balance when striking does Hill. Um, so... Karate Hottie clinches up with her. I do think that there's potential that she actually does land that judo throw. Um, she can potentially take the back of Hill, um, similar to how she showed against uh, Yoana. She takes the back. Uh, there is potential for her to submit Hill, uh, though I do think that Hill certainly has uh, still, still stand by that she has definitely uh, improved those defensive grappling fundamentals, those defensive grappling holes that she had against Randa Marcos. So I wouldn't necessarily expect to finish 
uh, from Karate Hadi, uh, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt. Certainly has a lot of submissions on a resume, though I just don't think it'll be that compelling of a factor here. The only way I just think that the wrestling and grappling will play a role is if we have very competitive striking exchanges in a round and if Watterson is able to take the fight to the ground as uh, time is expiring, like with you know 30 seconds left or 45 seconds left, and there's that visual of Watterson ends the fight in top position as the round time is expiring. That's how I could see it playing a role. Um, but I do think that despite the fact that I think Watterson can take the fight to the ground, I just don't know that she's going to do anything significant with it. I lean that she won't. Hill can make her way back up to the feet within, within a minute or so. Um, so it's mainly going to come down to those striking exchanges where, again, I'm going to ever so slightly lean with Watterson just to, due to Hill's tendency to stand at range for a bit too long in this matchup against Watterson, who's got the more buried tools on the feet, has certainly showed some proficient counter-striking. Uh, like I said, the karate-based kicks, um, the uh, ability to switch stances, I think, bodes well. And like I mentioned right off the top, I actually think that five rounds benefits Watterson. I'd say Hill's cardio is overall solid. Like, she definitely pushes a high pace for all minutes of action. Uh, but she does slow down uh, as the fight progresses. Um, and it's not so much something that is, like, so obvious in terms of, like, looking at statistics. It's more so, like, an eye test thing for me. Um, and this is her first uh, five-round main event in the UFC. Uh, whereas we just saw Watterson against Yoanni and Jacek last October uh, go five rounds. Her cardio looked fine. Uh, obviously, she took some damage, and that would normally tax uh, the cardio of a fighter. But she definitely showed... Uh, a tremendous amount of heart there, as I expect Hill to in this fight as well. Um, so with that said, I actually do think that the five rounds actually benefits Watterson more. I trust her cardio a bit more down the stretch due to the experience and just due to the eye test of um, she's shown the, you know, less of a tendency to slow down as the fight progresses um, and that sort of thing. So uh, I just think that Watterson has just a bit more uh, ways to win. And then she's got the, uh, you know, added upside if she gets the extra two rounds if she needs to, which I think can benefit her. Um, but make no mistake, I do think that this fight is, is a very competitive one, uh, one where Hill definitely can make it a fight in terms of the boxing exchanges she should be able to land when she gets, uh, when she closes that distance. Again, use her uh, fluid striking, use her good boxing, superior boxing, uh, superior punching power, um, and be able to swing rounds that way. But ultimately, my pick is going to be Michelle Watterson to win. Hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Um, like I always say, uh, do these breakdowns on the reg once a week, free main events. Um, and like I mentioned off the top, in case you missed it, I'm going to be releasing these podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Uh, same thing with Spotify as well. Uh, like I also said, uh, some modifications, some upgrades on the website are being made. Uh, so i got a lot of good things going on um, for you guys. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown and uh, have a nice event.